Oh, we're live. Oh. Welcome to the WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show lined up for y'all today. The FTC is suing to block the $40 billion NVIDIA and ARM merger. Whoops. And the Google Pixel 6 is apparently refusing to charge with low-quality cables. It's all like, what's the matter? You poor? <laughs> Well, I guess no charge for you. What else we got today? Or new phone. Uh, Apple that screwed with us in a really annoying way, and I want to talk about it on WAN Show because I'm actually just so mad. It, I'm what? so upset. What are you I, upset I, I about? I told you earlier today. Okay. All right. Yeah, we should talk about I'm that. I'm so cheesed. I'm <laughs> also, uh, NVIDIA rumored to launch RTX 40 series in 2022. Just another generation of graphics cards you won't be able to get. Wow. So, um, get wrecked, I guess. Very cool. All right, why don't we jump right into our first topic of the day. The FTC is suing to block the 40 billion NVIDIA and ARM merger. That's right. They've stepped in to prevent NVIDIA from snapping up ARM to prevent NVIDIA from stifling the innovation pipeline for next generation technologies. That, that is a quote. This FTC complaint alleges that the proposed merger would give NVIDIA the ability and incentive to use its control of this technology to undermine its competitors, reducing competition, and ultimately resulting in reduced product quality, reduced innovation, higher prices, and less choice. That is, um, that is one way of putting it. Yeah. According to the complaint, the acquisition will harm competition in three worldwide markets in which NVIDIA competes using ARM-based products already through the license that they have. High-level advanced driver assistance systems for passenger cars. So these offer computer-assisted driving functions like automated lane changing, lane keeping, highway entrance and exit, collision prevention, and that kind of thing. DPU smart NICs, which are advanced networking products that are used to increase the security and efficiency of data center servers. And ARM-based CPUs for cloud computing service providers. So these new and emerging products leverage ARM's technology to meet the performance, power efficiency, and customizability needs of modern data centers that provide cloud computing services. So for example, uh, Amazon is working on, not just working on, Amazon has rolled out ARM-based server processors that are reducing their dependence on traditional x86 vendors like AMD and Intel. In fact, the ARM ecosystem is arguably as vibrant as it has ever been everything yeah. from the watch on your wrist to the huge metal servers that are running all of the cloud infrastructure that powers the services that you use is basically running on arm probably at this point so the proposed deal would give nvidia control over computing technology and designs that rival firms rely on to develop competing chips see that's the thing nvidia has a huge presence both arm and otherwise in at least two of these markets so through the melanox acquisition they've definitely got something going on in the data center networking space i don't know if they're actually developing dpu smart NICs. it's a space that I'm just frankly not familiar with. But when it comes to uh, driver assistance systems, uh, 
acceleration. They've definitely got their fingers in that pot. And when it comes to cloud computing, absolutely, they've got their fingers in that pot as well. Um, so this is a pretty cut and dried example of a of of a, of a non competitive behavior buying the company that controls the IP that your rivals rely on. However, Nvidia has has claimed Nvidia has claimed that this wouldn't be a problem, um, but. Sure. <laughs> Sure. We, we, we've we seen how NVIDIA is happy to take advantage of the situation of being on top. Um, the, I, I don't know if it's necessarily worse than any other major company that has been in a clearly number one position because that's just always bad for everyone. Uh, so I can't necessarily particularly pick on NVIDIA here, but it's not like they're necessarily playing nice guys when they're in that situation. And this would just make them even more so. So... Here's the thing. I actually wrote a follow-up video. I didn't write the whole thing. I, I wrote most of it. Uh, let me just see if I'm logged into the, the right doc here. Um, I, I created a bunch of notes for a video that I was going to call something along the lines of, like, NVIDIA, why are you so mad? You know? Um, like, or like, I, oh, no, no. I remember, I remember what it was going to be called. It was going to be called, Who Hurt You? And basically, most of the most of the thinking that I was doing about it was really along the lines of, you know, I understand at some point a very very long time ago you were a, you were a scrappy, you know, a scrappy desperate competitor, and you kind of had to leverage every every possible angle in order to succeed. But yeah, that was at this point really a very long time ago. And at some point, don't you think you would like to just be liked? You know, at some point, isn't it time to realize that you're not punching up anymore? You're punching down and it's, it's time to take a more magnanimous approach to your dealings with the rest of the industry because, and it was actually, it was inspired partially by NVIDIA's behavior towards Hardware Unbox. So this was back when that whole thing unfolded. But it was also inspired partially by the, uh, at the time, regulatory resistance and not just regulatory, but also industry resistance to NVIDIA's, I think at the time, alleged acquisition of ARM. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't alleged. Um here I've actually okay I've got my I've got my notes up. Unfortunately, this particular computer does not have um oh boy. Well, that's uh, a little uncomfortable. This computer doesn't have word on it, so that's what <laughs> that's what opening this document looks like. <laughs> I'm sure someone's going to manage to turn that into uh, Oh, come on. Why does WordPad not even show like this is the kind of stuff, you know, I I've done a lot of complaining about Linux in the last few weeks. But this is the kind of stuff that Windows absolutely needs to do better. Why is it that by default in Windows, open with does not bring up WordPad, which will open this document? <laughs> Here it is, okay? Here it is. Why would it not just default to this view rather than what we saw before? I don't know. Uh, Luke, do you mind curating a couple of merch messages sure. while I while yeah. I go through this? So here is pretty much what I wanted to to say about it. Um, 
Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no one would talk on record. Um, I, I wanted to kind of say like, hey, you know, let's look at your financials. Let's look at your market share, your public company, right? So this is, this is all stuff that we have access to. Look at current growth. And, you know, I, there's, a, there's a bit that I've kind of written here and I go, I get it. Only the paranoid survive. But there's a limit. You can't and probably don't even want to win 100% market share. So why is your grip so tight, you know? Um, let's not pretend this pressure on the media through Hardware Unboxed was somehow an isolated incident, right? The difference is just that most of the pressure NVIDIA applies to partners, be they press partners or be they other partners, it happens behind the scenes where the, those partners are far more susceptible to the kind of damage that NVIDIA can deal than independent media who more and more are getting funded directly by their viewers. Um, I have in here massive shout out, by the way, to my float plane peeps. And of course, LTTstore.com shoppers. So it comes across petty, emotional, and scared. Like, are you really so insecure that when you're in a position of unassailable power in the industry, that you need to put down everyone else who thrives in your ecosystem to reassure yourself you're the top dog? You're the top dog. I said it. So can we put it behind us now? Right? So basically, I wrote a video that was kind of a lot of that. And... I'm reminded of it now as we look at this kind of regulatory pushback because it doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from this history of behavior that NVIDIA has where every time they have an opportunity, whatever they might say about how they're going to encourage a vibrant, independent ARM ecosystem, nobody believes them. They don't believe them because that's not what NVIDIA does. NVIDIA creates closed standards. They create closed ecosystems. They box out competitors at every possible opportunity. So... I just, I get it. I understand why the FTC is coming at them on this. I also understand why there's been a lot of pushback, not just from companies that NVIDIA has been openly hostile towards, like Apple, but also companies that are just worried that whether it's immediate or whether it's over an extended period of time, complete NVIDIA ownership and control over ARM's IP could have lasting and damaging impacts on their business. And that's honestly why ARM has been so successful. That's what's allowed it to proliferate, is that they have created this really amazing business model where you can, you can license their technology in, in almost every way you could possibly imagine, literally, actually, in every way you could possibly imagine, from just taking cores that they've designed and essentially paying to have them fabbed, all the way to taking the, the underlying architecture, designing your own core. And I mean, look at what Apple's done with that. They've, they've managed to, comp to out-compete the entire rest of the industry with um, an underlying fundamental IP that anyone can license. I mean, it's incredible, right? And so why are, we, why are we going to risk damaging a good thing, I guess, is the question. I mean, really, Risk Five is coming. Yeah. Risk Five is coming for arms lunch already. So do it's been we coming for a long time, but do we need to do we need to accelerate that transition? Because that's what I feel like might happen if NVIDIA were to acquire ARM. I feel like a lot of these licensees of ARM's technology would just go, okay, well, writing's on the wall now. I guess it's time for us to go ahead and someone in Flowplane chat said as you were kind of transitioning into that, 
Um, I think possibly before you mentioned Risk, they said Risk Five would get really popular if ARM gets sold. It's like, yeah, potentially. Pretty yeah. much, but it costs so much and it takes so much time to make these major transitions. You yes. guys got to understand, yes. hardware is just such a small piece of the puzzle these days. It's all about the software. And so if Amazon had to go, you know, whether it's Amazon or Facebook or Google or whoever it is, if they have to go and switch architectures like this, okay, we're going RISC-V now. It's not just as simple as, okay, compile the code for RISC-V and here we go. Not by a long shot. So much optimization takes place these days. And it would, I mean, it's a years and many, many millions of dollars investment to do something like this. So honestly, I know, I know I'm all about progress in general, but maybe we could just, arms just now, you know, swinging for the fences. Why don't we let it just be for a little bit? I don't, I don't think not wanting some gigantic conglomerate company to gobble up another company. I don't think that's anti-progress. I think you're all right. I, I'm all right. I think you're right. All right, I'm coming. I'm coming away okay on yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess we'll see what happens. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, the FTC, I don't think, is the only ones resisting this this move. So, why don't we move on to our next topic? This one's pretty funny. The Google Pixel Six refuses to charge with low quality cables. So there have been numerous reports from users on Google's forums that reveal the latest Pixel phones refuse to charge, but only under specific circumstances. And at the heart of the issue appears to be the quality of the Type-C cables being used. So lower quality Type-C cables and chargers incapable of power delivery appear to be incapable of pushing any charge to the devices. And the really frustrating thing is that while on Google's support page, it is stated that Pixel phones might not work with some cables in order to protect the battery from the damage that out-of-spec charging might cause, there doesn't appear to be any meaningful error message that really gets pushed out to users. It, it doesn't say, hey, get more money, buy a better cable. It just doesn't work. Doesn't work. There, there's also a note here that I was, I was kind of searching for and I strongly agree with, on-cable labeling is extremely uncommon these days. It's not like Ethernet back in the day where every single one had the printing across the entire cable. They still do. Ethernet does? Yeah, pretty much all of them that I've seen, yep. Okay, sweet. Anyways, USB-C, not so much. No. I don't think I have a single labeled USB-C cable. Um, I'm, I'm sure people out there do. It's very likely, I think, on the plug itself, you might have a little stamp that indicates what it is, but like- On USB-C? Yeah. I've never seen it. No. Yeah. No. Nope. I don't know. No. Nope. I I haven't seen labeling at all. So like, figuring this out as a layman would be very annoying. Pretty much the only way that I can tell if it's wired for USB two or USB three is just by the thickness mm -hmm. of the of the cable, and even that's not a surefire thing no. because it could just have a really thick sheath on, yeah. you know, five conductors or I guess I I don't know. I guess it would be nine or whatever whatever it would be for reversibility. Um, and the thing is that in addition to just how many conductors are running down a Type-C cable, there's also the gauge of them, right? So especially as we get into, I think we've got 100 watt now, but as we get into 240 watt power delivery over USB Type-C, that is going to be really important. And it's actually a, a really great safety feature that Google has that it just 
prevents the phone from operating correctly with a cable that could damage it. It's just that they need to do a better job of documenting what's happening or alerting the user to what's happening so that people don't get confused. All right, let's go ahead and roll this. Oh, wow, that's actually a really good question. Go ahead and do that. Okay, I think I'm going to have to just call this out because otherwise we're going to run into trouble here and people aren't going to get a chance to get their hands on it. Um, the Swacket. Oh, that's not it. The Swacket is back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's somewhere between a sweater and a jacket. So it's a heavy, heavy sweater. And I've got a large on long story it is not going to fit this baggy uh normally our size medium is my size but this is pretty much the ltt store hoodie for if you don't want the stealth hoodie or the wan hoodie you know you you want something that's a little more flash um it's got the reflective tape on the front uh, reflective tape on the back. It's got the big ltt badge on the shoulder very much inspired by the original swacket but uh, without some of the uh, questionable choices that we made the first time around in terms of materials. So there should be a lot better consistency from one garment to the next this time around. That is that a large or an XL? This is an XL. That's an XL. Yeah, that, yeah. that looks about right. All right. Let's I never go had ahead. the original one. This is cool. Really? You never got one? Nope. Oh, yeah. We had a very limited number of the original one, and then we yeah. never reordered because we had QC issues with them and that... That factory just couldn't manage to make them. And it turned out it wasn't entirely their fault because we had like stretchy materials and really stiff materials and they were right next to each other. And it was just an extremely technical garment. So, <clears throat> all right, let's go ahead and do that. I'll go through these if you want to transition to the next one. Yeah, fantastic. Let's jump into our next topic of the day here. What chip shortage? Hey, it's more NVIDIA news. <laughs> NVIDIA is rumored to be launching RTX 40 series cards in 2022. I mean, the reality of it is NVIDIA would have started work on 40 series. What is this? Add a Lovelace, I guess is the code name for these upcoming ones. Can't remember. Hmm. The point is NVIDIA would have started planning for these, you know, probably three, three and a half years ago. So they would have had absolutely no way of knowing that they were going to have no way of manufacturing enough of their previous generation to the point where they're only competing against Nobody. Like, there's literally no GPUs that anyone can buy anyway. So there's no point putting all of this R&D into releasing a new generation of that GPUs. That being said, and I memed on it a little bit for in consumers. the intro, I'm still happy they're pushing forward at the very least. Yeah. This, this is one of those situations where I don't want to bash on progress. I, even if they're just instantly selling out, you might as well keep marching forward. Yeah, yeah, you might as well keep marching forward. It's just from a business standpoint, if they just didn't have to, yeah. then I guess that is a thing that they might have considered. So I guess I, guess I appreciate yeah, that yeah. they're releasing a new one. If they're moving, because well, they could just not. Not really. In the data center, they've still got a lot of com competition for like high-performance computing. Okay, that's fair. And that is like, that's where NVIDIA is pushing. They're so. pushing heavy in AI right now. Yeah. And there are AI-specific processors that yeah. are coming out now that really look like they're going to take the fight to NVIDIA. So if they're not continuing to push forward on new process nodes, new architectures, there is the potential that they could fall behind. And once they've done that work, it is, relatively speaking less work to take these new innovations and repackage them into a smaller die and deliver them in a consumer GPU. And 
NVIDIA is a, pr a proud company. I think it's fair to say that. NVIDIA is a proud company, and they would much rather beat the living stuffing out of their competition than just barely eke out a W. So <laughs> yeah, as fair. much as we might fault NVIDIA from time to time, whether it's for you know holding back a release because they don't have a financial incentive to go ahead with it, they never hold back for that long, even during periods of completely... Uh, of complete dominance in the GPU space. They have eventually released more GPUs for you to spend your hard-earned money on, even if they really, you know, frame these releases in the context of um, NVIDIA targeting its own former customers who own their one or two generations ago GPUs as they, as they tended to do yes. towards the, I guess, the latter years of your tenure reviewing GPUs here, yeah. where they would just say, okay, yeah, this GPU, we're going after everyone who owns one of these cards <laughs> from three years ago or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that was super common. I mean, a better solution would obviously be for NVIDIA to just turn GPUs into a subscription server. Oh, they did. <laughs> hey, why not both, right? <laughs> if I'm Jensen, I, I'd, I'd, love to just, I'd love to just take both, right? Oh, man. All right. Let's... Should, I, should I do my little topic? Uh, oh, no, there's still a little bit more for us to say about this. So reportedly, okay. these new GPUs will be built on the TSMC N5 node, and the RTX 4090 will reportedly feature 18,000 CUDA cores with clocks as high as 2.3 to 2.5 gigahertz. That would put it at nearly double the RTX 3090's 10,496 cores at 1.7 gigahertz boost. It is also rumored that we could be looking at power consumption that is quite literally double or nearly double the current generation cards. And what this could also mean is that even <laughs> though we're stepping down to the N5 node, these GPUs at double the CUDA cores or nearly double the CUDA cores could be so much larger that pricing could be proportionally that much higher than what we've seen in the past. You couple that with the ongoing silicon shortage, and we could be looking at quite possibly the most expensive family of GPUs that the world has ever seen. Our only hope, our only possible hope as consumers is if Intel's Arc series comes out and doesn't suck donkey pee. <laughs> yeah, that last part's actually really important. Um... I don't know what else to say about the Intel cards because I feel like we've been waiting for a long time. I have a fair bit to say about the Intel cards. I mean, they're rumored to be coming in Q1. They are rumored to be able to achieve performance up to about an RTX 3070, which would put them probably in 4060 sort of territory, which, which is, is fine. That's what most people are buying anyway. I was so just going to say, like, yeah, it's, it might not be the sexy Halo product that some people are waiting to hear for, but that's the, like, workhorse card that a lot of people need yeah that'd be sweet i have no no real issue with that yep um but the problem is that even if intel decides to flood the market with these sort of performance tier but not top tier so hopefully affordable gpus that's still not going to do anything about the overall shortage because while we might wish that intel was using their own fabs which are which are a separate sort of 
capacity bucket compared to the rest of the industry, which is reliant on mostly TSMC and Samsung for the cutting edge nodes. I mean, TSMC and Samsung, that's it. Um, unfortunately, Intel is supposed to be using TSMC for these upcoming GPUs. So there's a silver lining. On the one hand, there's only so many wafers that TSMC can process. But on the other hand, if Intel is focusing this production on relatively small dyes that can turn a, a, a single wafer into relatively more, more cards, yeah. then more gamers can at least get a card so that if NVIDIA and AMD, for that matter, want to focus on larger die GPUs that are that obviously can be sold for more margin as, as higher-end cards, I mean, it's no coincidence that we haven't seen a desktop 50 series RTX like 3050 or 3050 Ti. I mean, that ain't a coincidence. Um, so if NVIDIA and AMD want to focus on those larger die cards, at least people can get something. And the more people have a GPU at all, the more we can hopefully see supply start to start to loosen up a little bit. However, the global chip shortage is absolutely a real thing. Sorry, conspiracy theorists. And even Apple has apparently been uh, slowing iPhone production in spite of their careful planning and solid partnerships with chip fabs. So, um, yeah, good luck, everybody. Why don't we do a quick shout out for our new mic arms here? These are from Yellow Tech. They are uh, they're Mika, Mika TV mic arms. And that's why we've actually got these all in the middle of the table now, which is really great for keeping them clear of our laptops so we can actually type. Well, Luke's actually isn't in quite the right position for him, yeah. but these are not the final tables for this set anyway. So yeah. we'll, we'll get that all sorted out. These are a lot better than the ones that we were using and they actually stay put. I haven't had to adjust my mic arm at all during the show, which is something that I had to do about every five, 10 minutes on the old ones. So they're modular, so you can mount any number of different things to them. They look great, and they have sweet locks on all the joints so that they actually stay in place. You can check them out along with the rest of our podcast gear in the description. Uh, thank you, Yellow Tech, for providing these mic arms four months ago. <clears throat> Took us a little while to we get all the, them here the whole time. Yeah, it took us a little while to get all the hardware together to get the oh. set set up and, and yeah, okay. Look, sorry guys, sorry guys, sorry guys. <laughs> we we eventually, we eventually definitely did um <clears throat> uh install them. <laughs> uh yes, we did talk about the swacket. Just the reason oh. why you're saying you should get it now. We only have hundreds now, we're gonna have thousands of viewers. Oh, uh right. So I probably should have clarified that. Yeah, Nick uh, dropped down here. Uh, they've been hard at work uh, figuring out how to get any swackets here before Christmas. So the ones that you guys have available now are airshipped ones. So we're we're eating Ooh. it. How much does it cost us per unit to airship swacket? It's got to be at least like ten bucks. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like eighteen. Or something. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Okay. Okay. So they're only airshipped because they couldn't fit in the container. Anyway, the point is we only have a few hundred of these. These were actually the last ones off the line and then they didn't fit. So they airshipped them. So they got here ahead of the ones that are on the sea right now. So if you want to get one before the end of the year, now is the time to order a swag kit, but there will be thousands more coming in the new year. So thank you, Nick. Okay. We've got everything. We've got perfect clarity on all of that now. This is, this is why I can never be trusted to... 
Uh, <laughs> this is why I can never be trusted to pass along the creator warehouse stuff. Those guys, they're like basically a completely separate company now. Not basically, they're actually on paper a completely separate company. <laughs> Speaking of which, we've got one of, I think, our coolest update newsletters from the LTT store team. This is super cool. Uh, Kyle actually went through and gave us a bit of a lesson on injection molding in the This Was a Big Problem for Us newsletter. If you guys aren't already subscribed to the newsletter, you're going to want to make sure you do that because they're going to be trying to put in all kinds of cool little tidbits. Um, we're giving some details on why the screwdriver was delayed yet again. Basically, one of the vents for our molds got plugged partway through production of the bit clips. And so you can see it's causing some cosmetic issues here. Now, some of these parts can actually be reground and then mixed in with new plastic so that they can be used for the production of future screwdrivers. But some of them can not. So we're going to have to figure out what to do with some of these assemblies that have been <clears throat> completed. But rest assured, if you guys order a screwdriver, you will not be getting one of the <clears throat> one of the mucked up ones. But basically, he goes through and he gives like a little lesson on how injection molding works. And it's super, super informative if you don't happen to be a manufacturing engineer. So make sure that you are... Make sure you're signed up for the newsletter over on LTTstore.com. Oh, I wanted to do a hiring search update. Yeah. So we have gotten some extremely interesting applicants. Yeah. I'm not in a position to name names. No. Because no. that would be super awkward if yeah. it's someone that we haven't hired. But I am expecting an application package from someone who is OG tech media. Like OG written media, um, someone that I've I've really enjoyed all of their work over the years. Uh, someone who went over to the manufacturing side some time ago, and I just you know really felt like that was a huge huge loss for independent tech coverage. Don't even try to guess. I won't, but I I don't want to get anybody into any kind of any kind of awkward, awkward position. Oh, of course not. I'm, and I'm not um, going to, but I think I might know who you're Yeah, someone about. that I, you know, I don't get to work with nearly as much as, as I would like, but who I am hoping to have an opportunity to work with all the time. Uh, I've gotten uh, a slightly less OG, but also like written media, you know, personality that has applied. Uh, we've gotten one applicant who has worked on some pretty amazing software um, for for benchmarking and this for, one I definitely know. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one you know, benchmarking and yeah. validation. Um, and I just want to reiterate, guys. So for everyone who hasn't applied yet, don't be afraid to. Don't be afraid to apply. Don't be afraid to reach out. It's not like we, it's not like we don't understand. You know what the value of someone with a lot of experience in this industry is. It's not like we don't understand that manufacturers have a lot of money to throw around, but we also think that the the mission that we're embarking on here is really important. And if you believe it's important too, then what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Apply and so maybe we don't hire you. You know, maybe we can't come to an agreement, but at least uh, don't be afraid to start a conversation, right? And if you haven't heard from us yet, I wouldn't lose hope yet. Yes. But there's a lot of applicants. There's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Tight. Uh, we'll be we'll be trying to get to you as soon as we can. But yeah, a yeah, lot it's, of things happening. It's definitely going to take some time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, we should go through our sponsors for the show today. 
Thanks to Team Group for sponsoring today's show. Celebrate the season with Team Group's holiday sales. Get great discounts on SSDs, RAM, USB sticks, and SD cards. On top of the sales, Team Group is also giving you the chance to win a brand new gaming PC. Simply vote for your favorite products in each category, check out their extreme ARGB PC build video, and follow the Gleam instructions underneath it to get your entries in. They're also giving away 5-10% to 10% off coupon codes just by entering your name and email. The first prize is a brand new gaming PC, and the second prize is some T-Force Delta RGB DDR5 RAM. So check out Team Group's holiday sales today and enter for your chance to win using the link in the show description. This show is also brought to you by Comet Backup. I remember when I lost half my photos I'd taken for a wedding photography job due to my portable hard drive taking a fall off my desk. And let me tell you, it's an awful feeling losing important data. Whether you lose something due to ransomware, hardware failure, or human error, losing your data can be a business-ending event. And that's where Comet Backup comes in. Comet Backup is a fast, flexible backup platform for businesses and IT providers. You get to choose where the data is stored, local on-premises storage, or any of the leading cloud providers. Get secure, encrypted backup software for computers, emails, databases, and servers that can grow with your business with Comet's scalable per-device pricing. So test drive Comet Backup with a 30-day free trial and get $50 in free credit when you sign up with a promo code WAN. Start running backups in 50 minutes or less at CometBackup.com. <laughs> Microsoft tries to wedge more into Edge. So users are crying bloatware as Microsoft has introduced another feature into its Edge web browser. You want to run us through this one? It's pretty, um, not, sure. the, not the best, actually. I got to find it first. It's 10 out of 10, not the best. Yeah, Microsoft tries to wedge more into Edge. Very cool. Uh, you just got to, you know, mess with those users that are actually still using your browser. That's a yeah, very good yeah, idea. Yeah, the, the few, the few <laughs> like, Chromium Edition Edge, you know, enthusiasts out there, why don't you just, why don't you just tell them, ha-ha, F you. <laughs> users smart. are crying. Uh, the, the two remaining users are crying bloatware as Microsoft has introduced another feature into the Edge web browser. The newest update to Edge has introduced a payment installment system provided by Zip. Why? This system allows you to pay for items through up to four interest-free installments, assuming you pay on time. All, it has in the notes, all 14 Edge users <laughs> have been expressing their concern as services like these are often seen as predatory, yeah, and exploit consumers' worse spending habits, yeah, encouraging them to spend more, more, ugh, more money that they don't have. Wow, this is so weird. Yeah. Unnecessary. There. That's the word I was looking for. The U word. It seems like a very odd move for Microsoft to do. Like, if anything, if if it was their own product, I would have been like, that's, like, not cool, but... At least it makes sense. I at least understand where it's coming from. Yes. This is just really weird. Super weird. Ugh. Users have also accused Microsoft of being money-grubbing. Yeah. Sure, that that's exactly. But what Microsoft this like. hit back. Okay, where is that? Microsoft said Microsoft ah. is not involved in providing the loan and does not collect a fee for connecting users to loan providers. Cool. Yeah, we understood that part. Um, that still leaves a lot of wiggle room for le less <laughs> direct forms of monetization, like say, for example, receiving payment for integrating the feature into the browser in the first place. Which is exactly what I expect had happened in the first like what I, that doesn't mean anything microsoft 
Come on. Currently, there is no clear way to disable this feature. Actually, there is. Um, you just only ever use Edge to download other browsers. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could pick up Firefox or Brave or Chrome or... Chrome. I'm still a Chrome user. Use? I'm still using Chrome. I use Chrome for work. It's so convenient. Because the, the profiles thing is so nice. I have I have like four or five different profiles because I use different emails for different things and all this kind of stuff. And then for non-work, I use Firefox these days. Right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, interestingly, merchants are automatically opted in to the payment system <laughs> and, <laughs> and have to uh, specifically opt out for the system to not appear on their website. This isn't the first time Microsoft has implemented a shopping focus feature into their browser. And that's, that's not the problem. Uh, in November 2020, Microsoft added coupon code and price history display functionality a la Honey directly into their browser, which I heard which, about and thought was cool. Which that, that one would have been fine. Yeah. Like that's a pro-consumer thing. Yeah. Figuring sweet. out how to help consumers take on more debt is always terrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Some people absolutely do need to finance purchases, but I can guarantee that the kinds of things that you're buying with the kinds of debt that you're taking on through your web browser are probably not those things. Yeah. Probably not. Most people are not buying, say, food, for example, through their browser. And some people do. Some people are. And some people need to. And some people need to. And that's... I'm just saying, probably not. Yeah. And those people who do need these services can probably find them. And so they probably have already. reducing friction, right? That's like that's an industry term for yeah. helping people spend their money more easily. That's what it means, essentially. And that's what this move is. This is a friction reduction move, not a providing a valuable service to people who desperately need it move. Hopefully, this reduces friction for users switching off of Edge. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the best outcome that we can hope for here. Speaking of friction, it's not in the dock, but I want to complain about it. I'm actually very adamant that I complain about this on the show today. Okay, what do you need to complain about? Apple. Okay, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we, we've been focusing on the web front end of the website for quite a while now. Yep. Um, we decided to divert and focus some efforts on the app. Sorry for people who recently had issues with the Android version. It's already fixed. Please check the store if you're still having problems. Um, <laughs> uh, but that included releasing an update for Apple. We have talked about mobile app development for Apple on this show a lot because we've had an extremely problematic path the entire time. It's yeah. been very, very rough to deal with them. We talked not even all that recently, but somewhat recently, definitely recent in, in regards to the whole timeline of how long WAN shows have been going on for. We talked about how uh, Apple is apparently becoming more friendly with app creators because of Epic and that battle that semi-concluded and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So we were like, okay, we're going to update the apps and we're going to try again with Apple. Because the last thing that we did with Apple was we cut out almost every single feature we had in the app other than the ability to like play a video yeah. and just comment out there and, and there's no comments you weren't able to know what was going on when you couldn't view anything in the app because yeah. we weren't allowed to tell users what the problem was like the the most recent update for the ios app for floatplane is terrible it is yeah that's fair because there was nothing else we could do 
Apple basically told us that it had to be terrible. We weren't allowed to make it good. It was very frustrating. So we just kind of left it there because there was nothing we could really do anyways and moved on. Now we're trying to update it. We're trying to make it better because theoretically we can do that. Uh, we post an update <laughs> to the iOS store in, in an attempt to improve it. And it gets rejected. And I'm so mad immediately because like we've been rejected. And if you've watched the show, we've been rejected a very large amount of times. At one point in time, we were rejected for more, like months, literally, trying to make it better, trying to make it more acceptable every time, just to get a response back that they just sort of screwed up, I guess, and it's been fine for like a long time, and then they finally yeah. got it through. This time, the, the problem apparently was that they couldn't log in, which is weird, because when I originally set up the account specifically for them, I set it up, I logged out of it. And I never touched it again. And I can pretty much guarantee you, no one else on the float plane ever touched it again. Because why would they? Why would they? <laughs> it's been the same this whole time. They signed. They tried to sign into the wrong app. <laughs> they sent us a picture of the app that they tried to sign into. <laughs> I have no idea what app that is. Me neither. But it's not ours. <laughs> Genius. Come on. So now we have to like reapply to be able to put our update out. Because when we try to push something to the Google store, we just upload it and then it takes usually a, a couple or a few days and it, yeah. it propagates and then people can download it. With Apple, you have to get approved first. So it has to go through the approval process again. So like uh, Apple people out there that are using iOS devices, I'm sorry. I don't know when it's going to be available. Yeah. Apparently they can't log in to the right freaking app so we'll have to wait until they figure that out i don't even know how they ah. managed to find the wrong app like surely they have an internal workflow how is it not automated that it like tells we only have one app so it's not like surely they can see what developer they're interacting with and they would just check the like apps that they make yeah so it's not like they could have found another one. I honestly would have assumed it was like contained environments. I would have thought it was super automated. Yeah. Like whatever whatever credentials we've provided them, which obviously we have to so they can log into our app, I would assume that it would just autofill it and that they would just click on which app it is from this developer. Like how how is it not... Like what, what are they on, like Zendesk? Like I, just, <laughs> I don't know. And I don't no know. offense to Zendesk. Uh, how, how, did we use Zendesk at some point? Zendesk, I believe, is being used for Creator Warehouse. Do we still use it? Uh, I believe it okay. is. For okay, Creator is it Warehouse. all right? We use Freshdesk. They're both fine. They're both fine. Okay, yeah. so yeah, not, not, not hating on Zendesk or anything. I just mean, you know, they're a trillion dollar company. I'm sure they probably have their own internal tools for those sorts of things. So it it's just, just surprises me. We have literally, I'm not joking, had more than half of our applications to release an app on the iOS store be grievously mishandled than we have be properly handled. And yeah. that's crazy. It's like, insane. I, I just, it's so frustrating. It's so difficult to release an iOS update just because it is so difficult to deal with Apple. There's, there's the, the rest of it's fine. It's, ah, uh, anyways, back to, back to normal topics. Uh, what were we going to talk about next? I actually had something. Oh, yeah. Someone in Flowplane Chats said they wanted you to talk about Halo Infinite. Yeah, I saw this highlighted. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. Why do you want to talk about Halo Infinite? I don't. Oh, you don't. I tried it for the first time today. What do you think? Like post-release. Really fun. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's yeah, just, it's just cool. like it's just like it feels like fun Halo again. Yeah, it's totally fun. Yeah, yeah. Jake Jake made me try it because he's been like, you should try Halo Infinite. You should yeah. try Halo Infinite. And I've been like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. And I haven't. I haven't had time. Um, but we were shooting a video at my at the new house today. Oh man, oh, it's going. Permits are in. Oh, the, cool. or not in? They're back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everything's going. Like like they they cut a hole in the floor, Luke. <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> The stairs oh, are framed. Right. Okay. Like, wow. Like, it's getting real. Like, we were there today, cool. and from the morning when we started shooting to the end of the day when we left and we're done shooting, there was, like, noticeable progress. Like, I'm actually wow. going to eventually move into this house that I have now owned for many moons. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. But, yeah, we were there shooting a video, uh, trialing, running my gaming rig in the basement, and then running an optical cable up through the floor to what will be the office where my rig is eventually going to end up. And it worked great. And the game that Jake wanted me to try out was Halo Infinite. So that gave us an opportunity to check and make sure that the internet there is running at full tilt. Turns out she is. Nice. We were able to download nice. it extremely quickly. Sweet. And uh, we wanted to check, make sure the system was running properly. It's got an RTX 3090 in it now. So that was a little upgrade for me. Happy birthday to myself. Um, it's running great, and the, yeah, the game looks great. Yeah, runs super smooth. It, it just feels, feels good. good, right? Yeah, that was the main thing for me. I get, I get a lot of pleasure out of that. Mm. Not that kind. You're able to jump right into the action, get yes. a couple of kills, as it's long as quick. you're not stupid and totally overcommitting and what getting did you flanked. Think? Like it's because I made a pretty big deal about this, and I knew people were gonna laugh at me for it, and they did. This guy, I don't want to talk about Halo Infinite. Won't shut up about Halo Infinite. Well, go I, ahead. I yes, didn't have please anything go ahead. To say. Please go I ahead. I didn't know you played it. Um, what do you think of just the 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 screen that comes up when you launch the game? I found it kind of confusing. The basic menu. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I don't understand that part. I just don't get You're it. You're not the first person who said that. So, like, I, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also don't play a lot of modern shooters. So, maybe I if mean, you there's play... a multiplayer button, right? Yeah. Did, what? So, I clicked it. But then, like, the settings was, like, like way a little tiny thing in the bottom right corner. Okay. Like, that's the first button I'm looking for when I launch a game. I want to, like, make sure it didn't totally go herder mode when it was trying to figure out what the settings should be because usually they do and it had v-sync on by default who plays a competitive shooter with v-sync on yeah that's weird i mean For the sure. game has awful tearing oh yeah if you don't have v-sync on so that's a thing and g-sync wasn't working because i was over thunderbolt to hdmi long story my normal dock and my normal type c to dp cable weren't there um we're gonna we're gonna get that fixed for sure but i'm happy you liked it oh Okay, I think I know. I never cared about this, but I guess they made the like the progression system more friendly or something. Oh, progression! I'm system. not playing Halo Infinite for the cosmetics. I don't care. I couldn't give two hoots about that. My dude looks vaguely like Master Chief. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him to look like a samurai. I mean, if I could have like a chef hat, I'd be super into that. That'd be funny, Master Chef. That's sure. that's the only thing that they I gotta would do want. that at some point. Uh, they they have to. There's yeah, just a matter of time. I just. Uh, <laughs> People are so mad. Like, if you go on the Halo subreddit and stuff, and I'm probably going to piss a few of them off right now, people are so mad because the progression system is, like, bad or something. Oh, okay. I just could not care. I The game is fun. Yeah. That's... I mean, imagine... It's kind of where the buck stops for me. Maybe this, is just, maybe this is just me being full boomer here, but I just... I can't imagine caring that much about like cosmetics in a game. I care about cosmetics in some games. Um, 
for sure. And I've talked. Yeah, you on were Wayne super show. enjoying how chat I was in um, that that Tarkov. Yeah. And you guys like gave me all the gear and then I just like stupidly put it all on. <laughs> You're like, wow, you look like not a level two or whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. level I was. Yeah. And then I immediately proceeded to lose all of it <laughs> multiple part times. Of the, part of the fun of that Multiple game, times. They would just deck me out, give me like all the best stuff. And I'm like standing there like, Wah. and then I just immediately get knocked. <laughs> I, ca I care about cosmetics sometimes because they can be used as like uh as a accomplishment rewards if sure. that makes sense so it can show off that you have done something achieved something etc and i know for a fact that content that could be based around that has been cut from games in order to take those cosmetics and put it in the store this is a free game this is also arguable because the campaign is going to cost money and the campaign now no longer comes with the multiplayer because the multiplayer is just free I'm assuming by buying things in the campaign or accomplishing well, things in the campaign, you'll get co -op. you're probably going to unlock co -op things. Co-op multiplayer. That's coming. With the campaign, though. Yes. So. And it's. I think that's coming like way late, along with Forge. So I'm going to have so to like, buy that, I guess. I can definitely understand why the progression system in cosmetics can annoy people. Sure. But personally, for, and I, I know this is against the grain, whatever, it's a multiplayer shooter that is fun. That honestly has been pretty infrequent. Yeah, let's take it when we can get it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Like Tar Tarkov is really fun, but it also has like it's a horrifying, punishingly difficult. It has a horrifying learning curve. Yeah, it's really, re really difficult. It's hard to yeah. just play once or twice. Pick up games with your friends. It's it's yeah, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So it's cool, but it has problems. And outside of that, like Battlefield is rough right now. Battlefield is very rough. COD is trying as hard as it possibly can to not be caught anymore. Uh, like, thing, things are just kind of weird. And yeah, then Halo fair. came out, and it was just, like, a good game. So I'm just happy about that. Yeah, the, I don't... I guess maybe the progression system's better. I honestly... I heard that and never even looked into it because I don't care. I don't care if it's better. I don't care if it's worse. I don't yep. care if it doesn't exist. I doesn't matter to me. The game's fun. Sounds good. We should do some merch messages because we've got quite a few curated ones here. So I'm going to start at the bottom. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot. You've been curating a lot more than I was. I skipped probably like half. There's been a lot today. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Matthew H., I do you think the 4000 series cards will have any better of a launch or will NVIDIA just give up since people got mad last time anyway? There's no way it's going to be any better. No. It's just going to be what it is. Oh, Autumn B might have been the first to order the swag. It leaked. Been waiting so long to get one. Good to see you finally work things out to get this legendary bit of gear back in the store. Heck yeah. Hope you enjoy the new one. Zachary asks, any updates on your experience with the Chevy Volt from a fellow 2017 Volt owner? Actually, we had a really interesting conversation about the Chevy Volt, Luke and I, uh, back when one of his acquaintances was looking for a new car. And honestly, my my best recommendation for their use, which was about 45 kilometers each way to and from work roughly, commuting, yeah. pretty much all they were going to do with the car was go try to find a used, is it second or third gen, whatever the, the, the last, go try to find a used last gen Volt because there's almost nothing else like it. A full electric car was not in their budget unless we were talking like one of those super, super low range ones like the Leaf. And um, the Clarity is basically like trying to find unobtainium, uh, at least here in Canada. 
and the Prius Prime just doesn't have the range. You would have to charge at your destination in to have any hope of making it back on battery. So you're going to end up spending a bunch of money on gas. I've been thrilled with it. I mean, it's not the you know most peppy thing in the world, but one interesting update. Yeah, that person that went with the Prime, as you know, uh huh, one tank of gas so far. Really. Mind you, I didn't know that they were going to be able they to charge at the up. other side. Yes. So they have been charging on the other side. They have also been um, bundling up quite heavily and not turning the heat on. Um, <laughs> but Which they would have been able to do in a Volt. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> but one tank of gas so far. And uh, that was because of... Like a miscalculation probably or something. Or just... I, I don't fully even remember... But it like had to go somewhere far. And, and I don't even think it was like a full tank. I think yeah. they were just kind of topping it up. I mean, I really still I really still think that plug in hybrid is a great middle ground, yeah. depending on your use case. It depends on your use case. There are problems. It does add complexity to have two full freaking drivetrains in a vehicle. That's not okay, not quite two full drivetrains, but I think you guys understand what I mean. Two methods of propulsion. It adds complexity but it dramatically reduces the amount of lithium and other rare earth metals that are required to produce the vehicle. And it dramatically reduces the amount of emissions. Like, yeah, if you're the kind of person who buys a plug-in hybrid and then just drives it around on gas all the time anyway, then okay, yeah, obviously you're not doing it right and there's no benefit to it. And I think that's what a lot of the arguments against plug-in hybrid have been based on. But for my part, I burn like, six tanks of gas a year they're also and they're like 30 liters i think and we, we've talked about this before but i think a lot six, of people like just five don't get it i think it's almost a, a wii u type of problem you think so sort of because there's a bunch of plug-in hybrids that are like i mean they get they get bundled with those cars that are not even they should not be in the same category as the volt uh oh you mean like regular hybrids yeah um, no. Well, okay. Yeah. The fact that they're even think, using the I word think, hybrid. I think consumer understanding is bundling those things together. Right. And they're just so drastically different. Um, yeah. It's yeah, very, it's very know. frustrating for me because it really does feel like we missed out on this fantastic middle ground. I yeah. do a, between 80 and 90% of my driving on battery, which is great. And obviously in a perfect world, I wouldn't burn any gas, but the reality of it is burning a little bit of gas might not be worse than the kinds of things that are being done to get access to more lithium right now. Like, it's not a simple cut and dried answer. So at some point, yeah, I'll, I'll end up going full EV or I'll end up going, you know, who knows, hydrogen? I don't know, whatever, whatever the answer ends up being. But for yeah. now, I'm extremely happy with the Volt. And for my use case, which is commuting to and from work and pretty much doing nothing else with that vehicle, it is awesome. It's just, just outstanding. Uh, Ian, longtime listener, first time caller. Any chance of a collab with Level 1 or Craft Computing doing enterprise virtualization stuff? Unraid's neat, but I think it'd be interesting to see something like VMware, Hyper-V, or Proxmox uh, focusing on clustering. So for us, you know, a big part of what we try to do is make things relatable to our viewers, many of whom are gamers or uh, consumer technology users. And so if we had any reason to use those technologies, we would. We haven't really come across it yet. So that's the reason why you haven't seen us covering it that much. Uh, HG69 
Servini, Servini? I don't know how to pronounce that, but basically bought one of pretty much everything on the store and said, awesome merch. Screwdriver and backpack win. Screwdriver won't be until next year and backpack won't be until next year. I am absolutely stoked on this backpack though. Yeah. I came back from my trip. So this is my first trip, like really daily driving it. I'm like, okay, we need to make some tweaks to the curvature of the foam here. We need to do this. We need to do that. Hey, that change I wanted to make before totally changed my mind. Scrap that. We're going to leave it the way it is, but it is going to be flipping awesome. Did you have more thoughts on the, the like shoulder thing that I was talking about? Uh, what was the shoulder thing again? Uh, needing to loosen the straps in order to get it on. Uh, yes. I think there's not a ton that we're going to be able to do about that, That's a pretty normal thing with bags. Though. Yeah. So oh, we're going to have, it'll be a metal clip that should have some pretty good, like, dig in. Um, so you shouldn't, it shouldn't, like, loosen too much when you're, when you are loosening it That's to, cool. to get it That's on. That's actually really nice. Um, so yeah, they're going to be metal. But in terms of, like, the, the elastic on there, I, I just had durability concerns about That's, it. Uh, and my bag has wear there. Yeah. So like. So the way that it's built is just like three stitches anywhere there should be tank. one. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't want to do anything that's going to compromise that. That's cool. Yeah. Bags get beat on. So like. Yeah. It's good to have it be. And healthy. that's, you know, honestly, we had someone internally bring up um, some concerns about the the high the high carbon nature of some of the businesses that we're expanding into like merch. So flying these products all around the world. And, you know, basically what I what I said to them is, look, um, you know, there's nothing we can really do about the, the, the reality of transporting goods around the planet. Um, but what we can do is we can try to make things that last. We can try to make things that are designed so that you won't have to buy the that's, next one. That's big for me, too. And that's actually one of the reasons why legitimately like outside of the necessities of the job that i have i've su supported and been behind ltt store the whole time is because i think you and i both have a problem with i don't even remember what it's called right now um fast fashion yeah fast fashion is like terrible I hate which it. is why nothing we do is particularly fashionable yeah Be <laughs> because we, just, we don't pay attention to trends at all i don't care and it will always look good it'll always look like what it is yeah which is LTT store. And like, this is one of the examples, like this, sorry for moving away from the mic. The SWAC yeah. is one of the examples of like, I can't think of a single point in time in my life where I thought this wouldn't have been at least pretty cool. It's, it's fine. Yeah. At it's worst. not, it's not exactly on trend for this season of this year. Nope. But like, who cares? I have never been on nope. trend for any season of any year. The SWAC, <laughs> so okay. was, the SWAC it was already kind of a weird out there thing when we first yeah. launched it like four or five years ago or whenever it came out. And this is just pretty much that. But we fixed some of the QA issues. <laughs> so it's certainly not any trendier today. Yeah. So if you like it, that's cool. And hopefully it'll last a long time. I don't have anything from LTT store and I have some old school stuff that's like, trashed oh for sure it's all still good yeah which i i that makes me believe in it a lot personally Anyways. samuel says hey any etr timeline on the build your own pc for kids our son is four months old it would be awesome if it comes out in time for him to have it at the prime age it's meant for um there is no eta on that project uh not only are we having some well actually we've solved most of the difficulties with the magnets so we were really concerned about embedding magnets in wood because if a kid eats a magnet, 
oh boy. And glue loses, I forget, it's like something like 20% of its strength every year for um, until basically it fails. It's useless, and yeah. so eventually those magnets were going to get pulled out and some kid was going to eat it. So I pretty much told the team, I was like, look, if we can't screw the magnets into the wood, we're not making this. So we had to figure out a way to, to screw magnets into wood, which has been challenging. <laughs> I think we're there. Uh, I'm pretty excited. But that project has been sort of sidelined by something also magnet related that is a little bit more mainstream. Um, so instead of being something that could be like a six figure project, it's been sidelined. That engineer has been moved on to something that's probably a seven figure project for us that I'm going to be really excited to tell you guys about when we're a little bit closer. But I think Nick would murder me if oh, I told you anything about it yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, Cause we're just not that close. We're doing a ton of work. It's been, it's been really interesting um, getting the perspective of our engineers who are like, I was talking to one of them. He's like, yeah, I'm not like the world's best engineer or anything like that. But I have to say that, you know, I'm a good engineer. And cause I was, I was telling him, I was like, wow, this is amazing that you've like done this, you know? Um, and it was a bunch of work he'd done on like magnetic pull strength. And he was like, yeah, well, it's because, I'm like a competent person who was actually given a reasonable amount of time to work on something. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well, wow. yeah, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing then. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, it just, it kind of blew me away that these people who are coming in with experience from outside of Linus media group are like, yeah, I just have never really, I've never really had time to do my best work. I'm like, Oh, well that sucks. That's stupid. We see that in the, the software slash game development industry all the time. Right. And that blows man. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Oh, this is interesting. John Z asks, you've done how does LTT make money? I would be really interested in how LTT spends money in the same format. With all the additional things like Creator Warehouse and now LTT Labs, it would be really interesting to see that breakdown. Oh, man. How do I, how do, I do that without saying too much? Um, I'm not sure because to me, how we make money is something that I'll reveal far more freely because, you know, I see, I see us as having kind of a responsibility to the rest of the creator community to disclose, you know, what these sources of revenue are and um, put it out there so that others can use it as a benchmark. Like, hey, okay, hold on a second. Linus and his team are doing, you know, 25% of their revenue through merch. Mine's at two percent. Have I missed something here? Have I missed the boat? Maybe I should and so they can yeah. so they can course correct, right? Whereas how we spend money is sort of like a step farther ahead. It's like it's what we haven't done yet. Whereas how we're making money is showing what we've done. So there's the risk that I'm gonna say something and I could end up actually misleading someone. Maybe they see how we're investing. And they go, oh, I need to invest like that. And it ends up not being a success for us and then not a success for them. I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. Nothing's impossible, but right now that is not on my radar. Uh, Victor, any updates on making past and future newsletters available as a blog or something similar? Uh, hopefully Nick will do that at some point. Um, do 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 uh nick people asking for newsletter archive in blog form okay yeah i'll i'll see what i can do about that 
what else we got here? Cole, hey, I've heard you make a couple of Taylor Swift references in the past month. I'm dying to know if you're a Swifty, and if so, what's your favorite album? So I've talked about this before. I'm not really a fan of anyone. Um, I, I just don't really... I, I don't really... What, what What's the thing about never meet your heroes or whatever it is? Like, like I just... People are human. They're, they're full of, you know, warts and flaws and, and mistakes and... And I'm no different. And I just, uh, I don't believe in, the, the word fan has such a, has such a terrible connotation for me. It, it's short for fanatic, right? Like it's not, it's not rational. It's not reasoned. It's just, um, it's rabid, you know, it's, it's crazed. It's not, I, I don't think people should be fans of of people and they especially shouldn't be fans of organizations that want to make money off of them yeah you can respect someone you can enjoy you can appreciate their work but no i wouldn't say that i'm a a swifty and i would not join a <laughs> fandom of any sort like that i absolutely respect everything that she ha well, i shouldn't say I respect everything she's done i respect the uh career that she has built for herself um, I enjoy her music. Um, what else can I, what else can I really say? What else needs to be said? I mean, is that not enough? You know, yeah. uh, I don't have a yeah. favorite album. I've never bought an album. I've never, I've never gone that far. Like streaming, baby. Yeah. Streaming is kind of a thing yeah, now. Streaming, streaming is pretty cool. Like who buys an album? Like I, I'll, I'll listen to, I'll listen to all her new music, but I absolutely don't need to own it the day that she releases an album. I'll wait for whenever it shows up on my streaming service. I'm not going to switch streaming services. Like there was at some point I was on Google Play Music and like her most recent couple of albums were not on it. I was like, okay, I guess I'm not listening to those ones then. <laughs> like yeah. it's just very straightforward for me. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll enjoy it. But I don't, I, don't, I don't need to listen to anything. I can kind of enjoy pretty much any kind of music. Um, one exception, I, I immediately, you know, was on to the new Alba, uh, ABBA album, which I did quite enjoy, but then I like forgot about it and I just listened to whatever again, <laughs> so I don't know. There's a decent amount of stuff these days that I like to listen to that's that's pretty much only in YouTube video form. Mm, so mm -hmm. YouTube music is, is big for me because then I can at least listen to it in the background. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Ming, Miniki, Min, Min, Minki? Uh, will the channel review more e-scooters and such? Uh, maybe on short circuit, but I wouldn't expect a ton of it on LTT. Uh, Kyle asks, are there any companies that a merger with ARM would lead to innovation in the whole industry? Um, wow, not that I can really think of. I mean, that's the whole thing with companies, right? Like, they exist for one purpose, to make money, right? So, um, you know, taking ARM's approach which is obviously to make money through licensing its ip and tying that to anyone else who presumably anyone who would buy arm for what it's worth right like they would have to be a, a beneficiary of that ip would create a clear conflict of interest so no no I, I really can't think of anyone who should own arm at least within the the it industry um Whoops, I might have just accidentally nuked the wrong uh, merch message. I, my sincere apologies if I missed yours. Pierce, watched last week's WAN. My wife has a long tor torso. She's super excited you're planning on a long line women's cut shirt. Yes, we are. Um, she says, llama fit and alpaca fit for women's sizes. 
That's why I what curated that, that one. I don't know, but I thought you might be interested. Is it like a is it like a PC way of saying like you know pear shaped or I, whatever? I'm not like I don't. I have never made a comparison between these two animals that specifically. Yeah. But I leave. I believe llamas have longer, skinnier necks. So would that be like a tall? And know. alpacas are like fluffier. I don't know. I'm not sure. I give up. I'd have to look it I up. I think but. we're just we're probably just gonna go for non PC, lanky girl, thick girl. Like I, I think I, we're just gonna I whatever we use for guys, I just wanna use for girls as well. Yeah. And we'll just be like, Nope, those are just the words that we use. We and ain't saying it's bad. We ain't saying it's good. You cannot like those words and that's fine. Cool. You don't have to buy it. Nice. Battlefield just, said that. Battlefield went like this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully we don't. Uh, hopefully we don't uh, suffer the same fate. Oh man. Um. Okay. Hey. Cool. Uh, what else we got? We just got a few more. We got a few more to get through here. Watched the WAN show last week, says, oh, that's Pierce. <clears throat> Ryan, hey, guys, been watching since the Langley House era, now close to graduating college. Hey, awesome. Just accepted a job last week with a particular GPU designer. Wanted to share my gratitude. Hey, thanks, Ryan G. Appreciate you. Maximilian, I'm looking to build a NAS with a lot of storage and PCIe lanes for Plex slash other. Do you have any affordable CPU recommendations that would work and have Windows 11 support? Well, you're probably going to want to go with, like, uh, oh, man, Ryzen 2000 does? If I recall correctly, Ryzen 2000 uh, TPM 2.0. Hold on, let's check that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. If you pick up like a, a multi-core Ryzen 2000 or something like that, that would be pretty sweet. Or like a 2000 series Threadripper. I'm not sure what eBay prices are like on those, but if you need a lot of PCIe lanes, uh, old de um, decommissioned Threadripper systems are a good way to go about that. That's what I did for the badminton streaming system. At the, at the badminton court that I equipped with all those cameras and stuff. I went for like a, I was going to be using Windows 10, so I didn't care. So I went with a 1000 series Threadripper 16 core. It's freaking awesome. Got all them PCIe lanes. Like there's nothing really comparable sense. to it for yeah. the price. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Do -do -do. I need the shoe fan slash battery pack. Currently using a ski boot dryer for my work boots and it doesn't even work that well. Oh, Dalton, Dalton. It's been delayed. It's been delayed. I, honestly, this is not just an excuse. Silicon shortage. Oh, really? Yeah, that we can't, makes we can't, sense. We can't that even get sense. just like randomly, even oh. DigiKey. Like the prices are up 5, 10x what they were if we can get certain stuff. And when you're trying to prototype things, you know, you break, there's some breakage. You, you, you break one thing and you're like, okay, well, this is stalled until I wait 32 days for it. A new thing to come in. Like, it just, it's making everything take so much longer. That's brutal. We will make it eventually, but it's just, it's been very, very difficult. Uh, would you ever consider making an LTT blanket or pin set? Okay, those are both very different things. We are working on pins, but they'll be like free items. Um, as for an LTT blanket, believe it or not, yes, we are working on it because we have a ton of alpaca wool. And I kind of want to do just like a really nice duvet. And then just a techie, but not in-cell duvet cover. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, because like, you'd need the partner to be okay with it. The 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 partner approval factor, the path, yeah. needs to yeah. be 
path pretty strong needs to be high yeah 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 uh anonymous how viable would it be to estimate to how viable would you estimate the ltt backpack for a mobile twin monitor setup I use a G-Chic monitor. Would it be possible for Floatplane to have a platform-wide playlist for all content uh, uploaded chronologically? Okay, there's no way they're going to develop that feature. Sorry. It's just the homepage. No, but it, it would be reverse chronologically. So they would want it just autoplay the like next video from that uploader. Actually, I guess that would be pretty possible. Platform-wide playlist for all up content uploaded chronologically. Yeah, if you just... That's the homepage. Yeah, but it won't autoplay the next thing. Oh, it can. Could we autoplay? The next video uh we have i should we do that i'm staying away from those types of features because we have a player that's like genuinely really close that's coming out that is like the theater player and it has a whole bunch of other it's it's just like way cooler and way nicer once those once that is out got it willing to entertain those types of things yeah as for the dual monitor thing it's a pretty big backpack but i don't know if i would guarantee depending on like what system is powering your dual monitor setup uh a g-chic monitor isn't isn't that one of those usb ones yeah they're pretty small i mean i, I would think it would work but it really depends on the diagonal size and um i guess we can't like guarantee it but yeah. i'd wager it work yeah tarl we cannot bring back luke's, luke's birds uh it, they were really bothering some people who have like ear conditions that make them really sensitive to those noises so it's, it's not happening not happening uh, it's a good suggestion doing a build with a youtube singer i don't know what like a singer specific build would look like blue wolf Oh, this one I, I curated because there's this, okay, I have never been a notable fan of just freestylists because I find it always comes off a little rough and I'd rather listen to like something that's planned. Yeah. There's this dude on YouTube called Harry Mack. He's incredibly good. And I think it could actually be like really entertaining to have you build the computer for him and he freestyles the build. Huh. I think it could genuinely be really cool. It also might just end up being one of those things that is more cringe than not, like the ASMR uh, build uh. that people, the people who liked it, they liked it, but it was <laughs> the worst performing video that we uploaded this year, I think. Oh, whoa. Other than just fully sponsored, like some product no one cares about and people didn't want to watch, like in something like that. Yeah, it was it was real. It, yeah, it it's got 820,000 views, man. I've never heard anyone freestyle at a level that I would say is 75% of what he can do. And let me tell you, let me tell you this. This is one video where I'm grateful the dislike button's gone. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I'm not. More transparency is absolutely what I believe in. That was a joke. I Just have, for those of you who are not 100% picking up on the verbal irony there. Speaking of which, I have not vetted this. Yeah. So look into it first. But there's an, there's an extension you can download for Chrome. Yeah, it won't work once they pull the API. Yeah. yeah. It works now, though, and it's, it's grabbing historical stuff so you can see Yeah, they're, they're pulling videos. API access in like two weeks. It's a very temporary solution. No, I, for, for instructional things, like if you're trying to do uh, handiwork at home, Sure. Or you might watch a video that's from six years ago. I'd have to It'll still have the info from then. Oh, it will. It's grabbing historical data right now. Oh, that's pretty smart. Yeah. They're going to be limited to how many API calls they can do, though. I think they are, and they're like trying to work around it and stuff. I was reading about it. I haven't vetted it, but I was reading about it. This and whole thing is so stupid. It is. It's extremely... It's, it's already made viewing things on YouTube more difficult to me 
for me to the point where I have just closed YouTube out of frustration and tried to find another way. Yeah. Which I'm hoping will reflect in some form of watch time registration. I don't think it will. I don't think so either. So much of watch time is just like cute cat videos or whatever. I mean, even those can be really frustrating. Like you'll see like uh, Cheetah takes down a gazelle or whatever. And it's this four minute video and like the cheetah doesn't, you know, like yeah. it's just, yeah. or it's just like a, a, a bunch of someone else's footage that was just cut together and has nothing to do with like, it's, it, oh man, it's, oh. yeah, I don't know what to tell you guys other than, really other than to write your congressman. <laughs> yeah, that won't help. YouTube doesn't listen to them. Um, yeah. Benjamin, borrowing a neighbor's VR gear for a month. Love it. Any recommended games other than Alex and Beat Saber? I mean, I spend almost all of my VR time in Beat Saber. I I used to really enjoy uh, Hollow Point. Be ready to sweat, though. Hollow Point's uh, amazing. Yeah. I was actually going to specifically say Hollow Point. Check out the lab. I mean, it's old. It's an oldie, but a goodie. The archery game in it is really outstanding. Uh, Space Pirate Trainer is a classic. I played through um, Trover Saves the Universe in VR. It was fine. Um, I haven't, I just haven't tried that many VR experiences other than Beat Saber. I'm just, I just love Beat Saber so much. <laughs> uh, horseshoes and hand grenades or sorry, hot dogs, horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried that one. Hot dogs, horseshoes and hand grenades. Excuse oh. me. Whew. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and hit our next merch message here. Hey, I'm applying in Q1 ish next year got some contracts and stuff till then was wondering if i could possibly do correspondence work on crypto news until then any interest tech wise i'm pretty set on par with most of the boys currently very deep in crypto though i can tell you now that um crypto is going to be a bit of a sensitive area for the gaming audience which is really our bread and butter so while we do report on crypto stuff from time to time i mean we did a full series about it a couple of years ago it's the sort of thing where there's a lot of friction there. And it's a funny thing because, you know, I believe that a lot of gamers are mining crypto on their GPUs when they're not gaming. Um, personally, I don't have a huge problem with that, particularly during the colder months when, quite frankly, you could either be heating your house with some other, a lot of the time, like electric baseboards, or you could be heating your house by mining crypto and making some money off of it. Not I, I all areas it. are the same too. Like some, some places are, yes. especially in Canada are very heavily powered by renewable energy. Yes. So like, yeah, why not? So, um, so I think there are ways that crypto can be used the way it was intended. Um, but I also see why there's a lot of friction between the community of people that are not using it. I think as the, as the creators envisioned and the people who just want access to hardware and to power that is you know, cheaper and, you know, well, affordable, right? So, yeah, I can't say that that's something that we're likely to focus on, but I do think that it's something that there is the potential for us to cover because it is an area of tech that, like it or not, is becoming larger and more important. Um, ND1 Club. Yo, this merch is sick. It's perfect for the PNW climate. Oh, Pacific Pacific Northwest climate. Okay, that might have been one that didn't need to be curated. I meant to push that one. <laughs> right when I read it, I was like, oh, oops. Uh, Alex73630. Thanks for all the work you've been doing. Been a sub for years and a Floatplane OG member. Hey, heck yeah. Still enjoy the content. Can't wait to see all the surprises y'all preparing for the next year and beyond. Hey, thanks. Joshua. 
LTT got me into computers and tech when I was 10. Eight years later, I'm going to pursue computer science in college. Love to hear it. Enjoy your gift card. Ashley, uh, thanks and thanks to Anthony for recommending Pop! OS. Wife and I love it, Bill. Also, any plans to make bras? Ashley, I got to say, as someone who is not a breasts expert, um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not. Not, not, a, not a, you know, not, I'm not a, you know, FBI member. Right. Remember those horrible shirts? Those were those were they were cringe. Very they were cringe. Trash, yeah. Yep. As yeah. not a as not a breast expert, um I would feel like I don't have a lot to contribute to um the bra space. Like when it comes okay. So we've got a garment coming that I think is gonna be really cool. It's called the workshop jacket and basic or workshop coat, I don't remember. But it's like it's designed for like an engineer or maker. So it's like we've got lots of pockets, but it's made out of like this super, super robust material that would be very unlikely to ever get snag or get caught in anything. And it's like got like a leather patch LTT logo on. It's like super cool. 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 Um, I had nothing to do with it. I basically didn't touch it other than to be a size model for the medium size. And there's a reason for that. That's because folks like Colin and Tynan and Kyle and Alex, who are actual engineers and actual makers, were the ones who specced it because they were the ones who looked at the other options that they've had experience using or that they see out on the market and went, yeah, but it doesn't fit my needs in this, 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 and this way. That's why we made that garment, because we found something that didn't address our needs and felt we could do it better with a bra pockets what i mean there are bras with pockets i don't know yeah i mean i, I, I also not an expert <laughs> i have yeah. nothing i can add in this realm i yeah i don't know so it's one of those things where you know if i had you know breasts and i really felt like wow what if they what if they didn't need to separate? What if they were RGB? What if all they did was support and lift? You know, or whatever, right? I, I, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just, I just have nothing. I just have nothing to contribute, uh, or at least I feel like I have nothing. I mean, okay, quick release, quick release, bra. <laughs> there, that's my. Don't those already exist? Oh, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they have all kinds of different bras. Ashley, I, I wish you luck finding a bra it's such a it's such a specialized garment i just don't see us getting into it i know that i know that the ladies in creator warehouse are definitely hard at work on underwear and ladies fitted garments but bras i think are just not in the cards anytime soon oh okay that was very long-winded no <laughs> uh what else we got here Part-time remote data scientist? Probably not. Probably I think there's not. A lot of work that needs to be done. Yeah. More than part-time. Uh, Michael, I am supposed to be working on the numbers book, counting computers. Obviously, there's going to be a what's a computer reference in there. I'm supposed to be doing that. Sarah keeps writing me about it. Like, yeah, I know. Nick keeps writing me about it. I I, I will do it at some point. And then I definitely want to do colors and shapes and all that kind of stuff. I just, I haven't gotten around to it. I'm sorry. I've just been really busy. Uh, Anonymous says, hey, thanks for the content. I know Scrapyard Wars is out of the question, but do you have plans for in-house large-scale competition style videos with LMG staff or guests? Yeah, I'd love to revisit the Cardboard Case Challenge. Uh, we're always down to do challenge-type videos. The problem, though, is that a lot of the time we 
they're a lot they're a ton of work they yeah. tie up a ton of people's time yeah. and they don't necessarily outperform us just vlogging individually so it's it's tough to justify anonymous would love to see a shirt length in the sizing guide my arm length often doesn't play well with clothes that match my shoulder and chest width um, we're going to be working on making more detailed sizing guides as we go forward, especially as we bring out the thick and lanky sizing, uh, or like size options. So you guys will have to just, um, you'll have to bear with us here. Uh, Michael H. Yes. More colors of shirts are coming. They are coming. We actually have colored shirts upstairs now. Should I bring them down? Why don't you do a few more while I bring them down? I'm going to bring them down. I'm going to sure. leak everything. Someone mentioned a bra that could work as a controller and I thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could do it with a makey makey. <laughs> yeah, you could. Uh, Anonymous said, Thank you for the swack. It, it looks very useful, and I was looking for a new jacket. Anyways, for a video series question, have you considered doing uh, this? Is going to be probably difficult for me to answer. Have you considered doing tutorial style videos for how to use things on Windows slash Mac for different topics? Uh, there, there's a thing that we did way back in the day. I didn't do that many episodes of it because there honestly wasn't that many things to cover. Um, but we, it was called Luke Software Disco Discoveries, I believe. Uh, I don't know if we called all of them that, uh, but we did it. We've done a video on Ninite. We've done a video on uh, the thing that I can't remember right now that makes so you can use your mouse on multiple computers. Um, we, we've done some of that content in the past. Software stuff is pretty specific. Um, it's going to have to be like really interesting and no one's going to care if we make a video on how to use word. So you have, you have to like consider all of those things at the same time. So it, it, it really depends. Um, I wouldn't, I, I would definitely say it's not out of the picture, uh, but I don't think it's like a main thing that they're driving for. We are covering Linux. Um, we have some videos on the channel right now on, on how to use Linux, how to set up for different things. And obviously Linus and I are I mean, we've been done for a while now, but the videos are coming out for the Linux challenge that Linus and I did. So, ah, uh, yeah, someone in full plane chat said the mouse thing is called Synergy. Um, Isaac S said, hi, Luke and Linus, love the show. You talk a lot of smack about website tech media, especially, mm, I don't think we do that much, uh, especially when it comes to the Linux stuff. Okay, sure. Uh, with how fast LMG is growing, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? I don't think making a text-based website for Linux stuff is in our future necessarily. Those are some pretty cool colors. Are they on camera yet? No. There we go. I like this. So these are our own label uh, shirts. So you can see we do have black. Uh, we are attempting to reduce our reliance on yeah. American Apparel with their terrible, terrible supply chain management. Um, that's the reason that we've only been able to have black. So these are not the only colors that we're planning in the future, but this is our first order. We've got like, I think it's only a couple thousand of each color. So we're coming up with some cool designs for them. And this is something I learned recently. Um, again, uh, an innovation from the ladies in the Creator Warehouse uh, team. Scrunchies. Oh. So I learned that hair scrunchies like this are usually, or not usually, okay, I don't know if usually, but are often made of the, the scraps that would have otherwise just been thrown away from t-shirt production. That makes sense. So our scrunchies are going to perfectly match our t-shirts, which maybe sense. is not as relevant right now while we only have unisex cuts, but once we have fitted shirts and stuff like that, you could totally have like 
a scrunchie that totally matches your shirt, which is totally cool. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So these are cool. So this is this is sort of um, sample sample packaging right, of yeah. what this might look like. But LTT logo, and then we've got a little thing. These scrunchies are made from repurposed waste fabric from our t-shirts. So it's pretty neat, right? Sweet. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. Kyra P. Thanks for the awesome stuff, guys. Luke, uh, what would you say Apple could improve the most about their development process? Would it be a policy change in what's allowed uh, or a change to the sub submittal process? Submission. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, P.S. Miss you on more. I think there's supposed to be more of that message, but I appreciate it. Um, there's a few things that kind of drive me nuts here. One is you have to pay, I believe it's yearly, to be allowed to put things on the Apple platform which is like cool in some ways yeah, because it keeps the, the Apple store clean. Yeah. Uh, but it's also annoying in other ways. I have to pay for a horrible experience. That is the problem. That sucks. If the validation of apps happened significantly faster and if they were significantly better at it, we have had so many false negatives. It's extremely, extremely difficult to deal with. The fact that that costs a very not insignificant amount of money, this terrible service costs a not insignificant amount of money, is just despicable, and it needs to die. Uh, we're not doing any more merch messages other than what's been sent already, so don't bother sending more. I don't know about chemical engineer applicants for Creator Warehouse. You'd have to reach out to them about it. Um, but I should mention, guys, half of the swackets are gone for the air shipment. You'll still get a chance to get more once the sea shipment arrives later, but half of the air shipment is gone. So if you wanted to get one right away, then make sure that you get it right away. Will there be a winter coat for Canadian Northerners? Okay. Um, we do have a soft shell coming. We have a rain shell coming, but I don't think we have anything like really hardcore in the pipeline right now. We want to try these um these sort of slightly simpler technical garments first make sure we get the water resistance right make sure we get the right. the fit right um and then we can we can tackle stuff like that in the future i mean that team is growing so fast right now um so it's it's very expensive to run also every new project costs six, deep into six figures to develop and then place an initial order for before you ever get any kind of return on it so there's just a limit to how many garments that we can have in the pipeline at a time. Uh, Samuel, longtime viewer, first ever YouTuber merch. Would you ever switch LMG to using Linux with Windows servers to remote into to edit and to perform other Windows necessities? That's honestly one of the things that Luke and I talked about a lot during the Linux challenge is if you need, like if you're using Linux to what? Browse the web? like browse files and then to do things you need to do, you need windows. Then why? Yeah. It like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, it sounds like using windows with extra steps. If you, if you kind of catch my, catch my drift. So no, I, I don't think I would ever have my editors like run Linux on their machine just so that they can remote into a windows machine with all of windows quirks anyway, because then you're just, you're piling quirks and bugs on top of quirks and bugs because neither of them is perfect. Why are you doing that? You might as well just have one set of quirks and bugs, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're, you're going to have some regardless. Yeah, feel the same way. 
Yeah, I just don't think that's happening. And finally, Nathan W. Have you ever thought about doing something on amateur radio? No. Um, interesting hobby, and there's more to it than a bunch of old white guys talking over the air. Really? Okay, I have to admit that was sort of my perception. I have heard of ham radio this many times. Yeah, I don't know enough about it because I think I have the same ideas of it that you do. Um, so because they included that part, I was like, huh, and curated it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, actually, there's a few more. Anonymous. For the lab, you should get a pick-and-place machine so you can mid-scale manufacture your own electronics. Yeah, maybe. You know, Kyle's been bugging me. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Peter says, saving up gift cards for when the bag and screwdriver come up next year. I'm hoping I can apply multiple gift cards on one order. I have no idea. I would think so. Trevor, enjoyed the air conditioning PC video. I'm in my senior year of studying to be a mech engineer. I love the engineering application there. I'd love to see more videos like that. Expect it. We've got some pretty cool ideas for how we can turn that system into something daily driver practical. Yeah. I mean... Not from like a power efficiency standpoint. No. Subambient is never going to be power efficient, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but definitely from a um, not going to break standpoint, which yeah. would be really neat. And I think that's it. David R. We're working on the problems with the float plane app on Android. There, it's already been pushed. Hopefully it hits your store soon. Check the app store directly because sometimes when updates come through, they might just be sitting there and you might not have it yet. But okay. Oh, I have a, a quick funny story. Yeah, hit me. Um, that Swackets are going away. I got a <laughs> thing. Um, yes. We had the LTT Christmas party, and there was a thing that I received. I can't tell you what it was. It's it's very cool. Oh. Do you right remember back. what the exact phrase was on it? Um, it was about the rule that people yes. have, to have pants. Our dress code is pants. Our dress code is pants. So the funny part about there's multiple reasons why that's funny. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> an additional funny part that you didn't know mm-hmm. uh, was... So our, the team that I was on, our color was pink. Yes. And we decided to slightly alter the colored scheme and go with Lambo. We had team colors at our Christmas party this year. Cool. Um, the, the theme of the party was teamwork and getting to know each other because we haven't had, a, we haven't had an all-hands event in two years. Yeah. And our team has doubled in size since then. And a lot of people are working remote for a certain amount of time yep. and you're supposed to space out and not interact as much at the office yada yada so which is blown yes it has <laughs> um our team was pink uh we merged it with some green went with lambo mm-hmm. i thought it was really cool i was i was pretty happy with our our team's overall look um but part of the thing was at one point in time i said what should we wear for bottoms because we had the yep. shirt we had all that kind of stuff figured out and nick was like oh just wear blue jeans I didn't really think about it until pretty much the day of the event. I didn't own pants. These are brand new. (laughs) I didn't want to like talk about it when you gave me the thing because I knew we were running short on time. (laughs) But (laughs) so everyone who got a five-year service award, which included everyone who had previously crossed that milestone because we changed how we're doing our five-year service awards, got a little, (laughs) a little phrase written on their five-year service (laughs) award. And the reason that Luke's was our dress code is pants was because his inability to manage to put pants on in the morning (laughs) was the reason that we had to implement a dress code. And our dress code is 
super reasonable. I mean, I'm not exactly, you know, the most <laughs> formal dresser myself. But all I ask is you put on pants. Because <laughs> he used to live in the basement of the Langley House office, and he yeah. would just roll out of bed. I don't, I'm not even convinced he brushed his teeth sometimes. <laughs> he would roll out of bed, walk upstairs to his desk, plunk himself in whatever he happened to be wearing to bed. And it's like, Luke, put on pants. <laughs> so, yeah, I wear, I wear shorts a lot these days. But, yeah, I didn't have any, uh, I didn't have any pants. So I went and bought some pants. Neat. Yeah. Um, First piece of clothing I've bought in, like, years. Good for you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, last merch message. Justin H. says, do you have any notable updates on your experience with the Framework laptop? No, it's been great. I, what, what can I say about it? I mean, when it breaks, I'm sure I'll have a notable update because hopefully it'll be super easy to fix. I'm kind of tempted to like break it on purpose and then see how easy it is to, to actually get replacement oh, parts because just because they, in theory, are replaceable doesn't mean you can actually yeah, do it. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're available and in stock. Yeah, oh, chip that's, shortage. Kind of, that's kind of interesting, actually. I kind of like that idea. I mean, you could theoretically break it. Yeah. And just replace the piece anyways and see how that goes instead of actually breaking it. That's true. I could do that and just like order enough parts to make myself another one. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it for today. Thank you for tuning into the WAN show. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Okay. I don't think I can roll the, um, animation. Oh, don't we get it? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to roll the animation? Wait, yeah. wait. Bye. There it is. Bye, Jared's tech. AJ's like, oh, mon dieu. My five year is in two months. I know, right? I checked. Time flies when you're having fun. Hold on, hold on. I gotta end the YouTube one first.